Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of My JavaScript Story. This week, I'm talking to Rakesh. How, how do you say your name? Pande, yeah. Pande. Cool. And yeah, he's up in the middle of the night talking to us. But yeah, let, why, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, let us know who you are, where you work, what you do, all that stuff, and then we'll dive into your story. Hey, folks, this is Charles Maxwood, and I just launched my book, Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. It's up on Amazon. We self-published it. I would love your support. If you want to go check it out, you can find it there, the Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Have a good one. Max out. So my name is Rakesh Pandey. I'm co-founder and CEO of uh, JS Tigers. The focus of JS Tigers is to work especially on JavaScript or JavaScript projects. Cool. And uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a chat yesterday. I got introduced uh, through somebody else that found me on Twitter. But I'm always interested to talk to people in different parts of the world and get a feel for you know where people are at, what they're doing, um, what their communities are like, and things like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into that stuff in a minute. What, one thing I'm curious about, though, is how you got into programming. I think I was in my uh, 11th standard in school. So I had an optional paper between computer science. Uh-huh. So that's where I started. That was in, I think, uh, 93. Yeah, the year was 93. The first language I learned was Pascal. Oh, cool. What was it about programming that got you excited about it or made you want to do more of it? Then you can write things and make computer do things that you write. The computer was like, you know, an interesting uh, device. Nice. So you get in, you're learning how to program. How old were you at the time? 93, must be 16. 16, yep. yep. So you're writing code in Pascal. What, what did you do next with regard to uh, coding and learning to code? And what kinds of things did you write? I think you started with normal. All right, I remember one particular project that we did. This was in next year, that is 12th standard. Uh, one of my, with my friend, we developed a kind of a quiz program using, was it me? or Pascal, I think using Pascal and file systems. So like IUPAC nomenclature, international, this was for chemistry, for learning chemistry. Mm-hmm. So we built a project on that. So it will show diagram, organic compound on the screen with the timer. And the person has to answer, enter the correct answer and he gets scores. So there were different kind of tests. One was rapid fire round or there was there was another round where you could take, I don't remember exactly everything, but yeah, this kind of a quiz, quiz program. So that was fun. one program that I remember we wrote in school as part of the project. Right. That's interesting. So uh, as you're learning how to build programs like this, at what point did you know that you wanted to do this as a profession? Okay. Uh, so I did my, uh, my bachelor's in physics, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah. In, in physics, there was a paper on microprocessor 8085. So I found that very interesting. Then there was Another, it was not a paper, I think, it was Boolean algebra. So these kind of things, digital electronics, these mm-hmm. kind of things interested me a lot in my physics. So actually, after 12th, I was interested in going to study computer science only. But my family was not in support of this, so they asked me to first pursue physics. So after I finished my graduation, then I uh, passed an entrance test for a master's course in Delhi University, which was in IT, MSc IT. Okay. So there I, but but I worked on my fundamentals there. I sat down in library and really worked on my fundamentals there and computer architecture, Maurice Menno, and all those things. I tried to go deeply inside uh, mm-hmm. the concepts. 
What what languages were they teaching? Programming languages. Uh, okay, in, in my MSc, uh, we had. It's up to you actually, but I think Java. They don't actually teach. Okay, C plus plus. Yeah, they were teaching C plus plus. Yeah, that's probably around the same time I was getting my bachelor's degree in computer engineering, and yeah, the computer science departments were teaching CS. Uh, they were teaching Java and C plus plus. That's what they were teaching there too. So. Yeah, interesting. What is the university system like over there in India? Is it pretty comparable to the rest of the world or do you do things a little bit differently than you do, say, in the United States? Uh, we have a bachelor's for three years and then we have master's. Mm-hmm. Uh, bachelor of Science is three years course and then we have master's of science is two years course. Uh, I think, I'm not sure about US. I think US MS is one year probably and uh, master of science. Yeah, I think here bachelor the bachelor's degree is four years, and a master's degree is usually around two years. Uh, but BTEC is four years, four years in India also. Yeah, BSc is three years, and BTEC is four years. Okay. So I actually okay. did not complete my MSc. I so by the final year of my master's, I had decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur and self-employed and all those things. I was right. already in these things. So I, final year, I didn't appear for the final exam. So I didn't complete it per se. Yeah, knowledge-wise, I'm satisfied. I did try to learn as much as possible. Makes sense. So you go out and you start your own business. What what kind of a business did you start out with? So not exactly business. I started, so for one year, I just took up a job as a marketing executive in some marketing agency just to learn how to do marketing. And then after that, after one year, then I started freelancing. I started as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. So... My first project was on BB 6.0 and SQL Server. That makes sense. So you were freelancing. At what point did you get into JavaScript? Okay, uh, I was just thinking about it. So probably in 2006, I got a project of web development. So uh-huh. I was building a web with my client. So there I remember writing JavaScript for the first time, uh, form validations, mm-hmm. uh, redirecting a page and all those things. Very basic, normal on the top of the page, right? Uh, on submit function, these kind of things. That's why I started in JavaScript. And I remember at that time, because that's about when I was getting into web development, JavaScript was kind of a thing that you had to deal with. It wasn't something that people actually usually opted to go and learn, right? So what what was it that made you eventually decide to go all in on JavaScript? Yeah, it, it, at that point, you're right. JavaScript was not a primary skill set somebody was somebody would love. You would say, I'm mm-hmm. a PHP developer, or I'm a Java developer, or I'm a .NET yep. developer, but not a JavaScript developer. So, like I did, after that, I, like, I started a company with my uh, my co-founder, Nidima, that didn't work well. Then I went back to freelancing. So, then one, some, somebody said something to me, which I can't tell in detail, but yeah, one, one day... This happened to me that I, I, why, am, why am I doing this freelancing and everything if I'm not enjoying it? At that point of time, I was working on PHP and I was not really enjoying it. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, fine, whatever work I get, I'll do it. So I decided, okay, let me think, what is it that I really like doing? So I felt, okay, JavaScript is interesting. Let me focus on JavaScript. So from their point, probably this was 2013 or 14. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, from there, here onwards, I will only work on JavaScript and nothing else. And try to build my specialization in this. So, yeah, but, but I didn't get the projects in pure JavaScript. I got got projects on a lot of projects in actually Google Apps Script that we spoke on the other day also, which is also JavaScript. Like mm-hmm. Everything is it's also JavaScript. It's just that we have 
spreadsheet object and docs object and other Google Sites object. These are objects are available to us, which we can use manipulate to create a solution for the client. So I did a lot of work on using JavaScript for clients on this. So that's how I, I would say. Yeah. I gotcha. So uh, between 2006 and 2013, did you wind up picking up any JavaScript frameworks like Backbone or Ember? Seemed to be some of the so some uh, of the frameworks that came out early. No, no, no. I was like, okay, my skill would have been very basic. I remained on the plain JavaScript only and probably moved to PHP. Did mm -hmm. a lot of PHP during that time. Uh, Coding Nighter framework. We did a project for us yep. also picking client. So we did a lot of work on code PHP at that time. Not specifically frameworks JavaScript. No. Makes sense. So when did you start JS Tigers? So uh, we started in 2016, around December 2016. You're a JavaScript consultancy, right? Yeah. The idea is to work on only on JavaScript and right. JavaScript projects. So, so what's that been like consulting in the JavaScript space for the last three or four years? Okay. So I already had clients for my freelancing, uh, my freelancing experience. So we have already been working. So one client, I had already done a lot of work on Google Apps Script. So she wanted custom backend application kind of a thing so which we like which we started building and it's almost finished now it took some time using uh, angular and node mm -hmm. so it basically automates complete business for her another client is that also a financing client that also keeps on giving us giving us work on javascript so we see where we can use javascript gotcha so, uh, last year march i moved to bangalore so i there here i started a project that we spoke last time that was a software company we are building a ui component library for them using react so these are the three major projects that we have worked on last three years and there are gotcha. other projects also so smaller projects yeah so what's it like building a ui framework like that because it seems like a, a lot of people are working on things that are similar either they have a handful of components that they need to share across things or you know, you see companies like VMware, right, creating a, an entire framework for like Angular, and I've seen others for React and Vue. So yeah, well, what's it like building something like that versus building an application? I think okay, uh, maybe it's my opinion, but I find it more interesting because the problem is not straightforward. Like when we started uh, this UI library project, uh, neither the client nor we we had any experience in working components, mm -hmm. so we had to do a lot of hit and trial kind of things. We have to think what actually will be useful one year, two year down the line. Mm -hmm. They thought, the clients thought that, okay, suppose we move to React in future, will this library be useful if we make it in pure JavaScript or web component? So that that was one uh, design decision that we have to take. So in that sense, yeah, like it's more interesting. I find it, like if the problem, my sense is that I try to look for problems where the solution is not obvious. You know? It should right. not be like, okay, the client has defined requirements and you just know, okay, I just have to code it. That's the only thing. I try to look for such problems. So this was one project where I really got that kind of situation where I didn't know what to do exactly. And they, right. luckily, they also had a technical team. They also had a technical guy. They helped a lot. They had they knew the things that they told us to explore. So that was helpful. Yeah. Are you freelancing or moonlighting? Or maybe you've thought about going out on your own. 
Every week, we have a group of developers at various stages of the freelancing journey on The Freelancer Show to talk about becoming better at freelancing. We also bring in experts to talk about marketing, SEO, and delivering high quality to clients. So if you're interested in going freelance or you are freelance, check it out at freelancershow.com. So what, what are the aspects of JavaScript that you really like? I mean, why not, why not remain a PHP developer or a Java developer or something like that? I think it's, it's the simplicity, how uh, just few lines of code, you can, you can see the effect in browser, but that also is fine. Like in Chrome console, you can write some code and see how it's going to work. You can't do that in PHP. Mm-hmm. It's not that straightforward. So it's basically the simplicity of the whole thing, you know, I think. Then just write a few line of quotes and you can see it running in the browser. Right. I guess what I'm looking for is um, I talk a lot, talk to a lot of people who really, really love JavaScript. I mean, they're they're super into it. They write a bunch of it in their spare time. They they have all of this passion for it, and and I'm always curious where that comes from. So you know, when when you settle into a language like JavaScript, yeah, I mean, there's that instant feedback, but it, does that get you excited or is there some other aspect of the language that makes you, you know, want to get up and write JavaScript code every day? Well, I'm looking at looking at JavaScript from the point of view of building a company. Right. A, a world-class company which, which can do great work using one thing. So my, 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 I'm thinking from an entrepreneur's perspective, like, can we stick to this thing for next five to ten years and build a, right. say, a world-class company which does great work? That's, that's my focus. I'm not really looking at it from a pers- and, uh, programmer's right. perspective, I would say. No, no that's fair. Um, what is it then that you're seeing in JavaScript or the trends or adoption or things like that that makes you think that it will be around then for five or ten years? I mean, we're seeing wide adoption now, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be here five years. Well, we'll have to look for something, some some alternative way of accessing internet other than browsers. Browsers mm-hmm. are going to stay here. So yeah, browsers are there. JavaScript will be there. That's my sense. That's true. I do wonder though if eventually the way that we access the web, you know, be it through browsers or anything else, will change. I mean, we're already seeing massive adoption of voice-based systems, right? Like Alexa, or uh, I think Apple has a, an iHome, and Google has the, you know, their their assistant, right? So, you know, is that functionality moves into the browser and as we interact with devices in different ways if some of that doesn't get consumed by other things and you know the the traditional way of doing work in the browser changes to the point where we're either not using javascript or we're using it in a different way yeah yeah that i i've given this a thought sometime like how will search work let's say if there is how will google search work in voice that's a, that would be an interesting problem will the voice assistant read out all this all the all the search results one by one yeah i don't know so so what areas are you focused on in javascript is it mostly web or are you doing any like mobile or iot or anything like that so the idea as far as the company is concerned the idea is like anything and anywhere javascript is used we are into it we would like we would, we would love to work on this but right now it's mainly web only like mm-hmm. uh, whatever work we have done so far is on web also is there is there kind of a journey that you feel like you've gone on where you've learned specific things or seen particular theme to your journey over the last twenty years? Like, what what would people learn if they watched you throughout your career? Would they come away? You know, what what big lessons would they come away with? 
Okay, I think one thing that I can say is, I don't know, most of the people are trying to rush through a course and look for a job. Mm-hmm. What I would say is if you are interested to be self-employed or be a freelancer or do something of your own, I think you should give it a shot. You should try as early as possible in your career. And uh, you should not be scared of it. And uh, yeah, and you should try to focus on and build a couple of core skills. Like rather than doing and trying to learn 10 things and be an average in all of them, pick up one thing or two things and be extremely good in that. Probably that way you will will get better projects, better rates and probably succeed as a freelancer. That's that's my learning. That's my core learning as a freelancer. Stick to few few things and do real do them really well. That's probably I would say. Yeah, makes sense. What are you working on these days? So yeah, this is uh, UI Lab Component Project is like first phase is almost over. So I don't know whether if client wants to go for next phase or not. And then we are looking for new projects, new opportunities. Yeah, new challenging opportunities. Like my sense is either you ask us to. Okay, this is the library. We want you to customize this library for us, or you build a library for us. Like right. that's the kind of problem we're looking for. And uh, if people want to get a hold of you or hire you or anything like that, or just follow you online, like on Twitter, where where, where do they find that stuff? Twitter, I'm okay. I'm not very active. I have I'm I'm on Twitter, but probably they can just drop me an email, rakeshjsigas.com. Cool. All right. Well, I I think we're going to wrap up and head toward picks. Now, picks on this show are just shout outs about things you like. So I'm going to go ahead and do a couple of shout outs of things that I've been enjoying. First of all, uh, one pick that I have is I've been listening to the, what was it? Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, Now he also wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, yeah, a few other financial books. I've heard rumors that he's done some things that people don't like. I haven't looked into it more deeply than that. So don't don't tout me as a, a true believer of his or as a somebody who doesn't like him. I just I don't have opinions that way on him in particular. But the books are terrific, uh, both Rich Dad Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant. So if you're if you're looking for kind of a breakdown on how people make money and how to become wealthy and things like that, I think these books are pretty spot on. And and I've I've really really enjoyed them. So um, I would check out those books. Rich Dad and Poor Dad, I've read. Yeah, many years back, yeah. I read that book. Yeah, terrific book. Also on the money front, another one that I really like is Dave Ramsey's The Total Money Makeover, and that's focused much more on getting out of debt. But I also really like that one. So I'm going to shout out about those financial books and just remind people to go sign up for JS Remote Conf coming up in May. It's going to be an online conference, so you don't have to worry about getting sick. Uh, we've got some top-notch speakers and it's going to be exciting and awesome. So uh, jsremoteconf.com. All right, Rakesh, do you have some things you want to shout, shout out about on the show that people know are awesome and that you're enjoying? I recently read a book, uh, just recently finished this book called Extreme Ownership by uh, How U.S. Navy Seals Lead and Win. Mm-hmm. Jocko Willink. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's the one of the ones that I make people that I hire read. Great book. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this interview. Thanks for coming and talking to me for a half hour, Akesh. Thank you. Thanks a lot for your time. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, until next time, Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit dot com to learn more.